0: Welcome to this edition of Church and State, the podcast where we discuss topics on the subjects of church and government in America.
1: Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Well, we are in a week without a Snowmageddon. <laughs> We hope. We hope there's no Snowmageddon this week.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we've had our share for sure.
1: Yeah, and they always come at the least opportune times, I'm telling you. (laughs) Never (laughs) fails. I mean, normally I would appreciate a snow day. This last one, not appreciated. Not at all. Well, you're fussy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how sad that my... Work was upstaged by a snowstorm, and it bothered me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: That's saying something. Let me check your temperature. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you ever uh, have you ever wondered about all the sayings that people think came from the Bible?
1: Oh, yeah. There's tons <laughs> of those, aren't they? But so many of them aren't even in aren't the Bible. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Crack the book open and there's not a nada, nada enchilada there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well maybe we should talk about that kind of thing.
1: I think it'd be a good day to talk about those. So all right. Things that we think are in the Bible. I mean we as a collective. Not we we because obviously we know better. But we didn't always.
0: No, that's for sure.
1: Didn't always. So things that society, people in general, honestly believe are in the Bible, but aren't. What's Let's, our first example?
0: Uh, number one on our list is God helps those who help themselves.
1: Oh, you hear this so many times. So many times. God helps those who help themselves.
0: Are we talking to the potato chips?
1: <laughs> hey, I'll help myself to potato chips anytime. Sure. Yeah. No, I don't so, think that's what they're talking about. But, okay, so is that in the Bible? Does it say? Does the Bible tell us that God helps those who help themselves?
0: I'm going to say no.
1: You're going to say no. No. No.
0: I'm going, huh? No.
1: no. 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 <laughs> well... Let's go to Scripture, because obviously if we're going to say it's is or isn't in the Bible, maybe we should go with what's is or isn't in the Bible, right? You think? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So what, what comes to mind for me is Matthew. Okay. Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, and we are in the King James. Okay. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. is not the life more than meat? and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are they not much better? Than, are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So there's a whole lot of stuff packed into that. It's kind of a large chunk of scripture. But what I get here is that nowhere in this does it tell you to do anything Except seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Doesn't tell Mm. you to go toil in the fields. Doesn't tell you to go work your fingers to the bone. Doesn't tell you to figure it out yourself. Says to seek God. Always. 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 Yeah, I mean, we have to stop and think. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Does any of this sound like, help yourselves and God will help you?
0: No, it doesn't. And And we're not supposed to, it doesn't mean we aren't supposed to do anything. It's just we're not supposed to make our own plans or try to make things happen our way. Yeah. We're to obey the Lord and follow his plan.
1: Follow his plan. So it's not God helps those who help themselves. It's God helps you if you seek his will. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's really what it is. You know, as I was looking up scripture that might support this, I just, this one cracked me up because I find these things funny. Right. So we usually <laughs> only use <you. laughs> only me. We usually use the King James just because it has less filler in it. Right, really. Right. right. Has a lot of these and thou's, but less filler. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking and one of the verses that came up was Exodus 14, 14. And it says, the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. And I, I thought, well, I wonder what that looks like in some other translations. So I looked in the Amplified, which is one that I like to use, and it said, The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Well, that sounds pretty good. I mm-hmm. like that. Well, then I saw this one in the message, and I know the message is it's the paraphrase Bible, really, right? Right, right. But it cracked me up because it said, And God will fight the battle for you and you keep your mouth shut.
0: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I thought,
1: wow. Actually, sometimes God needs to tell us that. Stop talking and just be quiet.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's the that's the kind of thing that's the kind of thing I need. I mean, you know god gives me these subtle hints and i just go along and and never pay much attention until it just slaps me right in the face you know it's like
1: god thunk me over the head with this you know
0: i mean i do you know a lot of times when i when i pray i ask god you know please god don't don't just you know uh you know hint at what you're trying <laughs> to get at you you've got to come and hit me right over the head with it cuz I won't get
1: it. Yeah, I, I can attest that <clears throat> subtle hints yes, do not see? do well in your realm. <laughs> I, but it's
0: but it's true. And and you know what? If you ask God to make things clear for you, he will do he that will. for you. He, <laughs> he will
1: make <laughs> it plain as day for you if you ask him to. If you say, God, I, I'm not I know you have something and I'm not getting it, would you please just make it blatantly clear to me yes. what you want or what you're trying to tell me and he will because you know he's not here to make us guess and and you know this isn't the da vinci code you don't have to solve the puzzle <laughs> you don't have to you know you what? don't have There's to crack no code? The cl- you don't have to crack the clues i mean he'll tell you exactly what he wants from you if you ask him to
0: yeah you- it's
1: simple yeah. It's really
0: simple. We make it so hard.
1: Well, you know, you think about it. We talk about him as our heavenly father, right? Mm-hmm. If your kids don't get what you're trying to tell them, do you just hope they stumble around and figure it out? No. No, you spell it out for them. This is what I'm saying to you. <laughs> God's the same way with us. <laughs> oh, All right, so what's our next God one? For that.
0: <clears throat> well, let me see. Uh, Number two is God will, uh, I have heard this a million times, God will never give you more than you can handle. And that is not true. That's not even found in the Bible. I
1: think pretty much every Christian in the world can tell you that that's not really true. (laughs) Because God often gives us way more than we can handle on our own.
0: Yes. And so and so what this one says in 1 Corinthians 10:13 and again we're going to use the King James here. <clears throat> what it says is there hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. Common to man to everybody. Yep. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above all that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it.
1: Absolutely. Here's the thing. If God never gave us more than we could handle or allowed us to get into more than we could handle. We'd be dead. <laughs> well, what what need would we have of God if we could handle it all? That's right. I mean, Really? If we could, if every situation we got into, we could handle on our own, would we ever turn to God? No. No. We would never have that need to finally say, okay, I I can't do this. I I need help. Because if we don't say, I need help, I mean, God's not going to shove you out of the way and say, I know you can do this, but here, let me show you how. You know? He's a gentleman. Yeah. He's not going to do that to us. He's waiting for us to say, okay, God, I can't, I can't handle this. I can't do this. I'm not capable. I need you. Right. And so if, if he never allows us to get into more than we can handle, we will never say we need him.
0: That's right. And not only that, but I mean, being human, how can you, how can you help, <laughs> but, uh, get into
1: <laughs> More than you can handle. <laughs> okay. Oh. <clears throat> well, Situations anyway. we get ourselves into. Well, well, you know, he's going to make a way for us to escape that temptation. And he's going to deliver us from trials and tribulations. It might take time. And we might make some false starts because in the middle of a trial and tribulation, a lot of times we don't listen.
0: No, we want we we have a preconceived idea of how things should yes. go how god should do this this is going
1: to work out this way cuz <laughs> i think that's how it should work out and it won't you know but if we rely on him and not ourselves he will get us through those situations he will and
0: you know i do i do understand because there's a lot of times that you know i've i've Spoken to God about something that you know that I need, and I always thought God would, you know, if he's that He would do something a certain way, you know. (laughs) Yeah. That I mean, this is this is what I had in my head that that this is how this is going to happen, and it isn't it isn't anything at all. (laughs) You know, it's like. Well, I didn't think of
1: that. Oh, I'd have never done it that way. Yeah. <laughs> or how did that work out? <laughs> There's no way that should have worked out. Well, Doug, it's because God did it, not you, doofus.
0: <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. He gets things done, but
1: it sure
0: isn't always what we think.
1: <laughs> Often, it's not even remotely what we remotely. think.
0: And I guess thank God for that. Exactly. <laughs> Because we just mess it up. Now, oh. now here's this, one. I, this
1: one is one of my personal pet peeves.
0: This is one of your your Oh, this one drives me peeves? nuts.
1: Drives me nuts.
0: Really? I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> I always silently roll my eyes because I don't want to be obnoxious to anybody, but, dude, seriously. But you want to be obnoxious. Oh, man. <laughs> Oof. You really want to tell him? I really want to tell them.
0: <clears throat> okay. Well... Okay, that you know, I I even thought this years and years ago that I, I thought when I died I'd you know become an angel.
1: Well, every, yeah, oh, they're an angel in heaven. Now. You get wings and stuff get, like that. You get wings and the little the little U shaped harp. harp, right? Yeah. The little the it has to be a U shaped one though, right? Yes. And it has the like four strings, and you get to play the the little harp and. Fly around in heaven with right. your white robe. Yeah. yeah, and and
0: I thought, and I thought, at the very least, at the very least, God would supply me with a Cessna. Well, I don't. My own personal aircraft. If you, you
1: know, if He wasn't going to give me well, if wings, He wouldn't give you wings, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so what you're saying is, when we get to heaven. We aren't going to turn into angels?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not. And I can tell you why. Okay? And, and I'll just I'll just spill the beans and then you can elaborate <laughs> on this. Okay? The angels all the angels that were going to be or are have been created already by God. Angels don't have children and and they are created they they are created by God they are not born of other angels and
1: and they aren't morphed humans they once. aren't
0: morphed humans no in fact uh satan himself was once the most beautiful angel and you know, his only problem was he thought that he was Deserving of a little bit more. Yes. (laughs) Or a lot, maybe, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Or a lot more.
0: (laughs) But anyways, I will let you elaborate on this one, since this is one of your pet peeves. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, like you said, angels are created beings. God created the angels specifically for a purpose. And he created man specifically for a purpose. And we are two separate creations we are not fluid we don't change back and forth right right? man was
0: made out of dirt
1: Mm -hmm. and and angels are pure spirit beings Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's I, i guess i always picture people thinking of us as like almost like butterflies you know like we're these Ugly caterpillar humans down here on Earth, right? And then you die, and the casket is kind of like your, you're yeah, a worm. <laughs> kind of like, you know, the the pupa stage there, where you go into your what are they called? I can't think of it now. But anyway, you
0: metamorphosis.
1: Know. Yeah, but the thing they spin. What is that called? Why can't I think a of cocoon. that word? Cocoon. Cocoon. There you go. The word was not coming at all. <laughs> you are turning into. Your I know. Husband. Becoming my husband. It's horrifying. But anyway. <laughs> So you know the coffin is kind of like your cocoon, and then when you get to heaven, you got these beautiful angel wings, and you're like the butterfly. No, <laughs> no, right? It's, Not how you're it happens. This for me now. <laughs> I know I'm ruining it. <laughs> no okay, Cessna? so so do I have a bib- No Cessna. Well, I don't know. I guess I I can't really say about the Cessna. You know, it's 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 a beautiful, wonderful place. If we can have a mansion. Maybe you can have a Cessna. Yeah. A golden Cessna. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You could be the Donald Trump of Cessna owners. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. All right. So we want to base this in biblical reality. So what does the Bible say about angels, right? And I'm not going to go into the whole, there's a lot you can go into about angels, There are people who do huge studies on angels. I'm just going to use one little piece of scripture, okay? Psalm 8, verses 4 and 5. Once again, King James. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with with glory and honor. So we are made as man a little lower than the angels. Mm-hmm. They have a little higher standing in the kingdom than we have. So we're we're not the same. And we're not gonna be the same. That's right. Because man will always be man, whether we're robed in this fleshly body. Mm-hmm or whether we're robed in a glorified body, we are still man.
0: Right, right.
1: Right? Mm -hmm. So we're never going to be angels. It's not going to happen. Not. But, you know, I also have to add that a lot of people also mistakenly believe that you should be praying to angels. That if you pray to the angels, they will help you.
0: Uh, that that would not be true because the angels are God's messengers and they do as he wills they do as as God wills yes and they, they do God's will so when
1: we pray we need to pray to God and God can send angels to move on our behalf to minister to us that he he can send these messengers to do whatever he needs us to do. You see in the Bible where he sends them to fight right, on people's right. behalf. He sends them to, 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 to share a message, to warn people or to, to direct people. But we don't pray to them. We pray to the Lord.
0: That's right. Yes.
1: So I just wanted to add that in there. Well, and
0: thanks for clarifying that because that's one, that's a big one. And it really is, you know, um,
1: Well, you know, people, somebody, I'm a social media nerd somewhat, and somebody posted about the, oh, the the Cathedral of Notre Dame burning yesterday. Somebody posted a a prayer to the angels for protection for the building or whatever, and I thought, well, you're wasting your breath because, number one, you don't pray to angels, (laughs) and number two, at this point, it's pretty much burnt. So,
0: <laughs> I have to agree with that. You that know,
1: was... I, and, and as much as it is, it is a, a tragedy for culture. Yeah, really, for culture. It really is mm-hmm. because it was a beautiful, beautiful building, had amazing amounts of history and art. Um, but I'm hopeful that they can do some restoration, and it will be returned to glory, to to stand as a as a monument of. How beautiful things can be created mm-hmm. if they're created out of a, a heart for God, right? You know. All
0: right. All right. I'm on
1: with, on with the show.
0: Okay. Well, um, I'm going to tell you what the next one is here, as I'm shuffling papers. You can probably hear that. Um, number four, money. Is the root of all evil, boy? I have heard this a billion times. If I've heard it once,
1: oh my goodness! You can, well, there's even songs that talk about money being the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: um, but being rich isn't a sin. What? There were a lot. No, there were lots of rich people in the Bible who were considered godly. I mean, you take Solomon. David.
1: Well, Solomon was the richest man ever.
0: Yeah, he was the richest <laughs> man ever. David. Yeah. Uh, the centurion who trusted Jesus.
1: Oh yeah, you know because centurions, yeah, he was a Roman soldier, but he was a leader, That's which right. meant that he was high ranking. So he would have he would have been wealthy.
0: Yep, and in the Roman army, uh, that meant money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have power unless you had money.
0: Cha-ching.
1: <laughs> yeah, i no kidding, so, cha-ching.
0: Yeah, and so in, in Timothy 6.10, it says, this is what the Bible says, I'm quoting the King James Version again, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from faith... And pierce themselves with many sorrows. Now, if you'll take that that first line there of First Timothy six, ten.
1: Yeah, the third word is the key there, isn't yes, it? Yes,
0: the third word is the key word. It says, For the, love, the of money love of money is the root of all evil.
1: So so it's not that money is evil. It's no, when you, you need you... Mo- you
0: need money. Yeah. You can't live on this earth.
1: Without money, without
0: some kind of coinage,
1: well, or some some sort of wealth to trade,
0: wealth to trade, yep, that's right.
1: But it's when you love the wealth mm-hmm. that the problem arises.
0: Yes, because that takes that puts your love into the and in, and trust in the money in the money, and that's as far away from God as you can get. Well, because God. Wants you to depend on him. on him.
1: Absolutely. He's a jealous guy. He, well, he is, you know, and, and within his rights to be, you know. He created us. He can want first what he wants. Mm-hmm. But you have to, I mean, this is one of those where you stop and you realize it's not money that's evil. No. It's when you covet the mm-hmm. money. That's right. When you make the money an idol, because remember, an idol is anything you put before God.
0: That is correct.
1: So when you have that love of money, when when your whole world is consumed with making money, you're putting that before God. And that's when it becomes a problem. Right. You know, if you are Warren Buffett, who is very, very rich, that doesn't make you an evil person if you don't... Love your money, right? Right. If you use that money to help people and to promote ministries and to send missionaries abroad and to, you know, just help your neighbor, you're doing what the Lord intended for you to do with your money. That's right. You know, we are to be cheerful givers.
0: Well, I heard this, I heard this one time that, you know, um, if God thinks you need a seven forty seven to to further God's ministry, you know, to get back and forth or whatever, yeah, you'll get a seven forty seven. If that's not what God has planned for you, you're not going to get a seven forty seven.
1: Well, and if you have to beg people for the money to get a seven forty seven. It's, it's probably your idea and not God's. And not
0: God's. That's, Absolutely. That's right. And
1: yeah, you know, if 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 here's the thing that people don't realize. If God needs you to move to Timbuktu to further his ministry, he is going to open the doors to send you to Timbuktu. Right? Because it's what he has planned for you. That's right. If you decide that God is telling you to go to Timbuktu, and you have to manipulate and battle your way through and fight every obstacle that could absolutely possibly come before you to get to Timbuktu, Rots of Rock, you might want to stop and say, "God, I'm kind of deaf." I'm kind of dumb. Can you hit me over the head with what you want me to do?
0: That's what I would ask.
1: <laughs> because apparently, what you think you need to do maybe isn't what God wants you to do. <laughs> because we have experienced that, where yes. where oh. things we thought were impossible, we're like, "Are you sure, God? This is this is what you want for us, huh? That you, you really." Because I don't know how this is going to work out. And all of a sudden, boom, boom, that door is, is open. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, we can walk through that door. But this next door, are you really sure, God? And boom, that door was opened. And boom, the next door was open. When God has a plan for you to do something, I'm not saying there won't be any bumps in the road. That's right,
0: that's right, yeah. And I'm not saying there won't be that. any,
1: because we had a few setbacks, but sure. they weren't like, it wasn't like, man, I'm going to have to pry this door open. It was, okay, God, there's there's a little bump here. How do you want me to proceed? Mm-hmm. And and if you don't want me to proceed, shut the door tight. And, Absolutely. and after a little bit of prayer and a little bit of time, because sometimes it's just he needs you to wait on his timing. And then boom the door opened. Yeah. You know, we <laughs> but once again, it wasn't because we loved money. You know, it wasn't because we were trying to get ahead on our own.
0: Oh, but, that's for sure. You know. We were <laughs> we had more need than than want.
1: <laughs> Way more need. You know, but God God doesn't say, "Well, I can't use you because you're rich."
0: He, he certainly doesn't. And he, he doesn't need you if you're beca- poor because you're
1: poor. <laughs> but you know, here's the thing: you don't have to be rich to have that love of money be an issue.
0: Yeah, that's right. You can be a, as poor as a church mouse and still uh, yearn for yearn for money.
1: And if all your, you know, once again, like I said. If, if the gaining of money, if money is your love, whether you don't have any or whether you have tons and tons of it, mm-hmm. that's the problem.
0: Yeah. yeah. You, you
1: know, we always look at this and say, well, it's those darn rich people. But it's not always. You know, if you're, if you're poor and all you can think about is becoming rich, mm-hmm. getting lots of money, that's going to put a, a damper on God's plans for you because you aren't focused on Him, you're focused on money.
0: Yeah, and you know, I've met, um, I've met some pastors that, um, that were, you know, you find out later they are just absolutely blessed with more money than they could ever spend in their lifetime. But you would never know it yeah. you would never know it by their by their demeanor by their speech um you know they're always they're always willing to listen and to be of service where they can and you you just don't know that you know you don't yeah you and don't, you would never guess you and would that, never guess and that's that's what how we should be yeah I well, believe that's I believe that's how God wants us to be.
1: And he wants us to be... Through scripture here. He wants us to be generous with our money because it's his money.
0: Yes, but not foolish.
1: Not foolish, no. But there's a difference between being foolish and being generous. You know, giving to those in need. And I don't mean like throwing bad money after good. You know this guy next month is going to be right back because he doesn't have his life together and you're enabling him to not live a good life. Yes. Yes then maybe instead of giving him money, you should cook him a meal or. That's right. You know, there That's there right. are ways to be generous without handing over cash.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: And there are ways to show love through our generosity without handing over cash, but using the resources we're given mm-hmm. to help those in need, whether it's, you know, buying somebody groceries one month, or whether it's, like I said, inviting them over for a meal, or, you know, helping them get clothes for an interview, or, you know, things like that. We can be very generous that way. Helping missions, helping ministries, helping any way we see that can promote the kingdom of God. We should be generous with our money, with our time, with ourselves. Because we are the church. And people who don't know Jesus will never know Jesus if they don't see Him through us.
0: Boy, that's the truth, you know. And I often think, you know, how how I'm just—I <clears throat> don't know—I'm just not so much a people person. I—I I just don't. I—I—I I, I, um, speak God through more through other avenues. Through through. Uh, the music that we create and things like that um and and you know god god has me where where i can do the best for him um where i'm at uh, i want <clears throat> to i want to go on to the next one though i i want to go on to this this last one this is uh this is one of <laughs> this is one of the <clears throat> most common uh, misconceptions of the bible in fact there was a there was a movie what was the name of the movie on this one
1: seven oh seven yeah that's (laughs) it (laughs) well
0: okay (laughs) and it isn't even late (laughs) uh the seven deadly sins okay this is supposedly something that everybody knows out of the Bible. The seven, those seven sins, and boy, you commit these, you're you're. Oh, done. these are the you're worst.
1: Done. These are the worst things you could ever ever do. do.
0: God will never have anything to do with you again. Yep. Just might as well cash in your chips and say goodbye. Yep. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that's not quite true. What? It's not. Then I'm going to tell you here. <laughs> these are supposedly the seven worst sins that you can commit and if that's true and and if our going to heaven is is based on not committing a single one of these sins <laughs> we're already done We might, <laughs> <laughs>
1: might as well just might as well throw in the towel now just yes,
0: give up okay <laughs> we're done for it and, and I'll, I'll list them. Excuse me, I have this lung problem and I I do apologize. Um, They are gluttony, pride, lust, greed, wrath, sloth, or sloth, I guess if you want to say the alternate pronunciation, and envy. Well, gluttony. Let's see. I have ate way too much pizza a lot of times. That would mean that I'd be done for. <clears throat> yeah. Pride. Ooh. I have I have done things. Honey, come and look at this good job I did out here in the in the yard for you. <laughs> Just looking for a little pat on the back. <clears throat> yeah. And here I am now dead because I had pride and 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 lust. Well you know I sure love my wife. Is that gonna is that fall under lust?
1: But remember (laughs) lust is not just sexual lust either. It's anytime you just really want something.
0: Oh okay. Well I really want things a lot of times. Can't help it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I just do.
0: Greed
1: where that love of money comes in <laughs> that love of money it's mine it's mine It's mine <laughs> not only that but it's
0: not yours not yours it's mine <laughs> okay so as a child we have already done that <laughs> can't play with my toy yeah wrath Ooh. oh lord oh lord <clears throat> tell me that that your children have not angered you at some point.
1: Well, <laughs> if you have siblings. Well, siblings. Yeah, you don't got, even have to Rack got you in childhood. <laughs> there
0: you go. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well cash in your chips right there. Yep. And and sloth <laughs> isn't even isn't even mentioned in the Bible, I don't believe, at all. Well yeah, um,
1: because it says he who doesn't work doesn't eat. Oh, well, okay. So that would cover but, sloth, but the word sloth. I well, the word itself, it no, but no. It's yeah. after
0: the animal, I believe. Um, <laughs> but we're all lazy at, at some point, you know. Yeah. You just you want to you want to go here? No, mm, no, kind of rather just sit here for a while. And envy. <clears throat> There's another one of those money things.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Envy. Envy. Oh envy. man, I wish I had Maze that. Me.
0: Makes me think of St. Patrick's Day. I'm just green, green, with, with green envy. with envy.
1: <laughs> Why are you green with envy?
0: I have no
1: idea. Hmm. One of those things to look up ah, for another time. Could
0: be. Always after my lucky Oh, no. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, but so okay. So so I'll I'll let you I'll let you continue on with the seven deadly sins. I just wanted to get in my little comedy routine here but (laughs) but but seriously um these are not these are not listed in the bible as the
1: you mean they're not right there with the ten commandments
0: they are not
1: oh man but that's where all the rules are they're not there no no well all right so we listed those seven sins and that seems to cover pretty much everything that you could do wrong Yeah. yeah Pretty much.
0: So can you tell me kind of where these actually came from?
1: Well, the point of the seven deadly sins was to form a way to categorize all sins by the medieval church. Remember, Bibles were only for the church building, the clergy, normal people, didn't have a Bible, couldn't read it if they had it because it was in Latin and nobody spoke Latin. So they had to have a way to tell people what the sins were.
0: Medieval. Does that mean right in the middle of evil?
1: Right in the middle of evil. It actually means about the 13th to the 17th century. If I'm.
0: I knew that, but uh, I had to... Let
1: me get all nerdy on you for a minute, okay? So after the Dark Ages... <laughs> No, or that, actually during the Dark Ages, quite honestly. That must have been when they didn't have lights. They didn't have lights. Didn't pay their bill. Yeah, that darn, darn electric company.
0: Hello? Medieval lighting and electric?
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Dark Ages. Anyway... <laughs> All right, so medieval church, they had to have a way to categorize sins for people because it was a time when people didn't read their Bible because they weren't allowed to own one. But the cardinal sins were first dictated in the 6th century by Pope Gregory I. And his intention was to come up with a short list of basic sin elements. And the seven deadly sins made the transition from really kind of obscure bible learning in the medieval time um and they became really bible canon when dante wrote his poem the divine comedy um the chapter called the inferno he divides hell into seven circles yes hell is divided into seven circles based on which of the sins the damned fell afoul of. So depending on which sin they had committed determined which circle of hell Dante had them go into. And of course, neither the seven deadly sins nor the seven circles of hell are actually in the Bible. Really? Yeah, not in there. There's no list of seven deadly sins. There's no mention of seven circles of hell, the seven circles of hell are Dante. He was the one who came up with that based on these seven deadly sins that Pope Gregory had created. But it it brings to mind the question: I mean, really, are all sins equal?
0: Mm.
1: You know, because they do. They have the cardinal sins and the venal sins, right? And the cardinal sins are the worst things you could ever, ever do. <laughs> And then you have the venal sins, which are the lesser sins, right? The little white lies, the 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 what we consider barely sin at all sins, right? Right, right. So
0: those I, are the ones that I can.
1: Yeah, just the little so ones. Those other people that. Yeah, those <laughs> other people do those bad ones. I just do the little ones, <laughs> right? Okay. God anyway. hardly
0: notices. Yeah.
1: But you know, it it brings the question: Does it matter what sin you commit? Is sin just sin?
0: You know, I I don't see sin categorized like like these seven. The list of the heavy seven there. Yeah. And so I have to believe that that sin is sin. I, I'm led to believe that because. There is no mention of of that or you know the sin of this or the sin of that um, and so i'm I'm led to believe that sin is sin,
1: well, you know it says the wages of sin is death, right? Yes, nowhere does it say that there's a higher price to pay for certain sins that's right at least not that I know of. Now, if I'm wrong, and I'm not saying I know everything, if I'm wrong, somebody is welcome to point that out to me because I would love to learn if there is a difference between lying or murder. Are they all the same? Are you a, a worse person because you've committed a more horrible sin does God see you differently based upon your sin?
0: I I don't recall a passage where it just says well, sin is sin. I don't see that either.
1: I don't either. That's and and this it's is not something
0: categorized. That, it's not categorized. It's just there. It's, sin it's there. seems to be sin.
1: And because I think part of the problem is if you if you rank your sin well, this sin is worse than this sin. We're human.
0: At least I didn't do that.
1: At least I didn't do that. And and well, if I only do the little sins, I'm still okay.
0: Here's the thing, the wages of sin are death. And what do we all do? We all we, die. We all die.
1: But here's the thing, there's there's the physical death.
0: There's the physical death. And I I think that's um I think that's more what I'm talking about like the like the because everybody sins you can't help it
1: but there's also spiritual death
0: there's also spiritual death yes
1: so do some do some sins cause irreversible spiritual death
0: if it does if it does i don't have a reference for it
1: see and i don't either and that's i know that we're here to discuss and and answer a lot of things but sometimes we have questions, too.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah. And this is one of those things that in studying this, it, it came to me. I, is, there, is there a difference between one sin and another? Does God look at you and say, well, he just committed a few little sins, and he's repented, so he's okay?
0: The, the Bible doesn't tell us that. It doesn't. And repenting your sins to a man is going to do you no good.
1: Oh well, absolutely. That's why I didn't say. Uh, that's why I didn't say sinned, that he repented, you repented to, to sp- a man. But
0: you need to speak with God.
1: That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. God doesn't look at you and say, "Well, I know he repented of this horrible sin, but that was a bad sin. I don't know if if I can let him off the hook for that bad sin. I mean, this guy just he just told his wife she looked good in that dress, and that's just a little lie. So it's not as big a sin as this over here.
0: It doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be a category for little sins or big or
1: big sins, at least not really in the Bible. So I don't know. That's one of those things that if you have an answer or if you have scripture that can back up your, your understanding, we would be very glad to hear it because we want to learn too. And that's what part of doing this podcast does. It causes us to study And it it causes us to dig deeper into things. Right.
0: Stop and think.
1: And it helps us learn. Mm -hmm. And so we also want to learn from our listeners. If you have scriptural backing for your understanding of sin, I would welcome it and I would love to hear it. And we encourage you to comment and let us know what you're thinking. Amen. Amen.
0: And I think with that, we should probably close this evening's podcast.
1: I think you're right.
0: And we look forward to seeing you in our next podcast.
1: Absolutely.
0: And until then,
1: God bless. God bless.
0: Thanks for joining us on this edition of our podcast, Church and State. We hope you'll be joining us again soon. Until next time, keep keeping the faith.